0: Sixty degrees, high high, three hundred and sixty degrees, high high, three hundred and six, three hundred and six, three hundred and sixty degrees. High, high.
1: Right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from here at KPFA in Huchin. This is occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. And tonight we travel south to San Diego as we head to Barrio Logan to visit the legendary Chicano Park. On tonight's show, we'll hear interviews collected at the 53rd Chicano Park Day Commemoration, including directors and curators of the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center as we tour the museum. Also, cultural hip-hop artist Aslan Underground. All that tonight on Full Circle. I am your host, Freewell and Franklin. I'm coming to you from downtown Antioch. This is Bay Miwok Territory keep it locked right here to KPFA. All right, again, welcome to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. My name is Freewell and Franklin, and I am your host tonight. And yes, as I said in the intro tonight, we are heading south to San Diego to Bardio Logan, a historic area in San Diego that was claimed by the Mexican indigenous community in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Throughout the decades, the neighborhood was basically rezoned, divided, neglected, and abused through local policy and politics. The neighborhood was eventually semi-destroyed by the construction of I-5 in 1963 and by the elevated on-ramps of the San Diego Coronado Bridge in 1969. All that changed in April of 1970 when the Chicano community organized to stop construction of a parking lot that would completely destroy the area that the community wanted as a park. Large crowds of protesters gathered, and the construction was called off while the community members and city officials met to negotiate the creation of a community park. And finally, in July of 1970, almost $22,000 was allocated to develop Chicano Park on a 1.8-acre parcel of land. Now this beautiful park is home to the country's largest collection of outdoor murals, sculptures, and earthworks. And because of this huge historical significance of these murals and the history, the San Diego Historical Site Board designated the park and the murals an official historic site. On April 22nd, 2023, myself, Sara Blanco, Gavilan Molina, and Falcone traveled to San Diego to be part of the celebration and document the occasion by recording these interviews. Blanco and Gavilan Molina conducted the interviews while myself and Falcone were the engineers. And just a heads up, you can watch these unedited videos on the First Voice Media Facebook page. And that's First Voice Media on Facebook. All right, let's check out these interviews. The first one kicks off with Serra Blanco taking a tour of the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center. Then we'll hear Miguel Gavilan Molina as he speaks with the director of the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center, Josefina Talamantes.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Valerie Hymas. I am the executive director of the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center. We're out here on our sacred land, Chicano Park, And on Chicano Park Day, April 22nd, 53 years ago, this land was taken back. And I'm here in front of the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center, a lot of historical context and background to this building itself um, and to the park, the land take back. So welcome, I'm so happy to be here and thanks for tuning in. Let's Let's go check it out.
3: So we are with the director of the new Chicano Cultural Museum, Opened in 2022, but has been doing a lot of work since 2015. All right, so this is Sarah Blanco and Falcone for Flashpoints introduce yourself again for us and tell us uh, where we are and where we're headed to. All right. Hi,
2: everyone. My name is Valerie Himes. I'm the executive director here at the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center. Right now we're inside the building where it's Chicano Park Day. So we're a lot of commemoration is happening, a lot of education and honoring the past, present and future. We're in our, um, our hallway here and I will lead you kind of into our um, emerging collection. And so I'll start off with a piece of my own. Actually, I just donated it today. So this is a very special moment for me. This is one of my pieces. Um, I took this photo last year for Chicano Park Day 52. So Chicano Park Day 52, we did a new fire ceremony honoring a new calendar. This is during the sunrise. And this was a very sacred and transition, like a pivotal moment for me. And so I wanted to honor that in our collection. And I wanted to, you know, uh, introduce it today, especially because this year's Chicano Park Day theme is kindling the new fire honoring that we are passing the torch on to new generations and learning from our elders our mentors and honoring that and to our work here so this is a very special moment for me the community I am um, my biggest thing is showing up for others the way that they've shown up for me and with that comes our elders and our mentors
3: all right can you describe this for our radio people who can't yes, see it please yes.
2: So right here we are in front of one of the pieces here in our collection. Again, we're still in this hallway, our our first hallway that you come down in the museum, and you see, and you come down this narrow hallway, you see all these pieces. This is one of the first pieces you see. I actually just donated this piece today. Um, it's in a frame, and it's a photo of mine. The photo is from our Chicano Park Day last year, Chicano Park Day 52. This is during. This photo was taken during a new fire ceremony. During the fire ceremony, we honored a new calendar. It's definitely a pivotal moment for us, um, for Chicanos and Chicanas here across Aslan. And so this photo is very special to me because it was a very spiritual and commemorative moment during this sunrise. So this photo is during the sunrise. It has danzantes here, and they're in front of the kiosco. And you can just kind of see the light peeking through and the danzantes' feathers. And you see the Mexican flag, too. And you see all the danzantes showing up for us and, and doing certain ceremony. So this was a very special moment for me. Um, I was actually... A part of the ceremony in the way that the museum was also honored during the ceremony for the first time. We had not been open to, until later that year for during October. And so this we were still able to be in the building. So the ceremony we were able to bring the danzantes in, come in and bless the building. And that I got to be a part of that in the way that I was carrying a special artifact into the museum along with my mentor Josephine Talamantes, who is also a board chair. So that's not being depicted in this picture, but it still brings a lot of memories to me. So this is my donation to the collection, honoring honoring our mentors. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Where are we gonna head to next? Yeah, so down this hall is our emerging collection. We have a lot of different pieces featured here, all donated. So again, emerging, so always taking more donations. And we also are finishing off with a magu piece here. This is a part of our emerging collection. This was one of our first donations to our collection. And we do plan to establish more pieces here. Um, I also want to point behind us, we have another great piece done by Hector Viegas right here. And this is a large piece. So right now we're in our... Hallway, you know, there's a lot of people coming in. So this is when you enter the museum, these are the pieces that you first see is our collection. And so with that being said, the piece that we're looking at right now is done by one of our board members. His name is Hector Villegas And this piece honors two individuals. So it's a, a large painting with two folks on it. One is T- Tomasa Camario or Tommy Camario. Tommy Camario is someone that we all look up to here in the community. She is our Chicano Park Steering Committee Chair, Por Vida, which means she has been here for since the beginning. She has been a part of the land take back. And since then, she has also been a self-taught archivist in, in the way that she's also been an activist. So she's been preserving a lot of historical context for us in physical, tangible ways. Um, you know, videos, we have a lot of brochures, we have posters, Chicano Park Day posters are a part of her collection, we have buttons, we have t-shirts, everything that you can think of. So this painting honors Tamika Amarillo, who has shown up for the park in the community for decades. Um, She's still here and a very proud prevalent in the community she's present all the time she comes to the museum and we actually feature her collection here so that's one of um, our very a very great piece of us is that we're able to share her collection um, and host it here and so that's very a great honor of ours and so with that she's in this photo or in this painting she's uh, next to one of our muralists here in the park his name is Victor Ochoa he was one of the original muralists here that brought a lot of thrive like a brought a lot of thriving to the space. Um, one of the things that we talk about in our premiere exhibition, the exhibition is titled Pillars, Stories of Resilience and Self-Determination. But one of the things that we honor is taking this symbol of a pillar, um, a symbol that was really meant for destruction, displacement, and oppression, and and revitalizing it, retwisting it, reclaiming it into our own cultura and muralists have been able to do that for us in terms of cultural expression um, and you know honoring our past and our ancestors and also just the educational component too when we come and we see the murals we're able to learn about ourselves and feel empowered to see ourselves in these beautiful and sacred spaces so Victor Ochoa was definitely a part and is still a part of that he has many murals here in Chicano Park so in this painting it's honoring Tomasa Camarillo and Victor Ochoa
3: yeah we're going to walk through now, and, and you're going to let us know where we can walk through, because one of the yeah. things with coming here is, is that it's a physical experience. And yes, you know, there may be people who um, maybe can't physically be here, so it's important to, to be able to access it through video. Um, tell us about what you recommend people come to see when they come here.
2: When you come visit the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center, I definitely recommend coming to visit our inaugural inaugural exhibition, Pillars, Stories of Resilience and Self-Determination. This is a historical narrative that captures the historical context within the park and the community at large. We really wanted to honor voices, counter narratives, voices that have been... Oppressed, and we did such things in our exhibition. So the exhibition, if you is a real great capture of honoring all the grassroots organizations that have been a part of this legacy. We have twelve different pillars on display that also represent twelve different grassroots-led organizations that were um, very prevalent in the community and still continue to do so. And then we also have an installation by Salvador Torres. We also call him Queso here. And he is one of the original visionaries in the park.
3: All right. So everything in here appears to be about my height. I'm about 5'5". Five, uh, five five. It's a little bit taller. And they I can tell that they look like miniature representations of the pillars that hold up these beasts of freeways, overpasses that are over to Kano Park. Um, I see a shovel. Do tell what we're looking at here, and they're all painted beautifully.
2: Thank you. Great description. Yes, so when we first walk into the exhibition, you will meet our first pillar, which is a Kumeyaay story pillar. This is very intentional for us because being Chicanas, being Chicanos, we represent and honor the indigenous roots that we hold and also acknowledge whose land we stand and reside on, right? So here in San Diego... Uh, We are on Kumeyaay land, and it was very important and crucial for us to honor that. So our first pillar is the Kumeyaay story. It was done by students at Kumeyaay Community College. And this is our first pillar that we're met with right here. Um, On the pillar itself, we have constellations of stars here. And that represents, each constellation represents different stories within the Kumeyaay culture. And then um, there is a life-size uh, model or, or painting of a woman um, a Kumeyaay woman and actually the lead artist of this pillar her name is Angelica she said that she wanted to paint herself so this is kind of a self-portrait in a sense um, her skin is kind of an olive color and she did that intentionally because she was, feels very tied to the land and wanted to honor that. This right here on the other side of the Kumei pillar is on um, done by the same art lead artist. Her name is Angelica Lebrake, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, but on this other side here is a bird singer, and so the way she you know explained it to me was the first side is kind of honoring the historical ties, going back to our ancestors, and then we kind of traveled through present time, and now we're honoring our bird singers and how the the men, you know, carry
3: on, revitalize that tradition. Beautiful. Where are we allowed to walk through next? Because I know that this is something that want. Yeah, well, we
2: can take you to the second pillar maybe just to give you all another another sneak peek, and then maybe we can kind of leave it there. I think it's a great pillar to leave off of. Yeah, of course. I can definitely talk about this. So what we're looking at right here is... When you enter the exhibition, your first kind of, um, or second slash first thing that catches your eye is our title wall. So the title wall is our exhibition, Pillar Stories of Resilience and Self-Determination. But it's also an homage that our board chair and curator of the exhibition, Josephine Talamantes, wrote to each of the pillars. So I mentioned earlier that there's 12 pillars featured here, which represents 12 different organizations. Well, our board chair did, the, did this um, narrative to, to pay them homage and to say thanks. So each um, paragraph is a thank you to each of these organizations for their work, you know, for their work um, showing up for us and, and sacrificing for us.
3: Thank you so much. Um, Maybe you could pick uh, three of those organizations and tell us a little bit about your experience with either um, learning their history or being a part of them or telling uh, newcomers uh, the history.
2: Yes. So I just talked a little bit about the Kumeyaay Pillar, and I would like to also talk about the Chicano Park Steering Committee. Being that it is Chicano Park Day, being that we are the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center, The Chicano Park Steering Committee is a sister organization that we really work hand-in-hand with. A lot of the people that were there in the park takeover 53 years ago today are also board members of our Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center. So while we are separate, we are also very much intertwined, show up for one another in different ways. And this is one of our pillars, the Chicano Park Steering Committee. On the pillar itself, there's a commemoration to the, the land take back. You'll see the construction of the kiosko, which is a huge fight in itself. You'll see the pillar with a brown image kind of right up there it was the first there's a huge conversation around what were the first murals you know what do we consider murals but brown image right there was kind of one of the first things that we saw on the murals of course I wasn't there but this is what I've learned and then we have Victor Ochoa again so I did mention Victor earlier but we have Victor here and he is surrounded by more of a vibrant blue color intentionally. So the rest of the, the side of the pillar has more earthy tones honoring the land struggle. And, um, and, then, and then Victor is kind of in a vibrant blue. So he stands out. And that was done by the artist intentionally to honor and represent that muralists were really the ones who were able to reclaim the space visually, culturally, you know, in many different ways. We reclaimed the land through murals, through organizing and mobilizing, and so they wanted to depict that here. And then the last organization or group that I would like to speak on is the Aslan Youth Brigade. That is our next pillar here in the exhibition. The Aslan Youth Brigade, this was a very special pillar for me because in this pillar, they honored sister territories to Chicano Park. So Chicano Park has sister territories throughout Aslan, and um, one of them is Santa Barbara Ortega Park, which is my hometown. And so that that was really special for me to see that they honored that, that the youth are, are honoring their, their peers and mobilizing together. Even if they're not in the same city or the same area, they make the effort to reach out and show up. And so that I have so much respect for, and it was very special for me because my sisters also were able to connect with the youth here. My, I have young, two younger sisters, and so to see, to see youth come together and, um, and want to learn and educate themselves on our history and, and learn about their identities and, and their own self-determination is huge. So I wanted to also talk about Asan Youth Brigade
3: because they are huge land protectors here and also just amazing organizers. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say uh, about the museum? What you recommend that people do who want to fly out here or drive out here, spend a weekend? Is that enough? There's so much to do in San Diego. It's such a beautiful place. Um, and, you know, we're so attracted to some of these larger sort of events that sort of that exploit people quite frankly, and animals. Um, And then we're in a town with a very, very large military presence, and just walking in here, I felt a warm beauty, even though I felt the air conditioning and it felt cool to be in here. I felt such a glow and such a warm in here. So I do recommend that people make that trip. Maybe you're yeah. coming out for some music event or maybe you are coming out for that place that exploits animals, hopefully not. But even if you do to come out here, whether it's family or on your own, make the trip because we're we're in a war personally and we fight it in many, many ways. And um, by knowing our history, by having our visual and our audio history is, is really important and that's part of it.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that... What's been so rewarding here for in this museum and in this community, or just seeing people come across, you know, across borders, across na- the nation, you know, is that they get to see the, a piece of themselves reflected in here, and that's what is very rewarding to me because that's exactly what I needed when I grew up. You know, when I see youth come in here, and they see themselves or they see their grandparents, I get a little emotional because you know. It's an emotional day for me, but it's very beautiful, and that's that's what we want to do. We want to be there for the youth, for our elders. We want to pass down our traditions and our cultures, and I feel like this museum is such a beautiful place to do that and a sacred space as well. And considering the land takeover and the building takeover here, I think that we need to carry that on and always pay homage and thanks to our ancestors. And so this is a museum, you know, for the
3: people, and so that's very important to us. Oh, that's so beautifully said. We have to have our pride, our pride in who we are. And fear is such a thief of that pride because of everything that's going on. And I can't thank you enough for the work that you do. Anything else you want to say to, to people who um, don't know their history or don't know enough? You know, don't be ashamed, right? It can be really tough. I didn't really know much until I was in my late 20s. Um, it was weird to start learning more about my history from like um, college age students at UC Santa Cruz. Um, And then I would start filling in the pieces like, no, that's not right. And like, oh no, they don't got it right. You know, what do they know? Um, Anything else you'd like to say to people just learning their history? Hmm, Great question because I think that it's a lifelong
2: process and I think that's beautiful and it's, you know, healing and healing isn't linear. You know, it comes with its struggles But, you know, so do our people. And so I think that it's also very, very empowering. You know, yes, it's a long line of, you know, colonization and and unpacking what that meant on a personal and on a communal level, I think is a lot of energy intake. You're putting a lot of energy in learning that. And so I think that it's, it's important to know that it's an, a lifelong journey, you know. And for me, that's been my personal experience. But, you know, I have gone to higher, higher education, like you mentioned, and I've been in ethnic studies and I have great, great professors, that and, and that's actually the reason that I'm here. My mentor and professor, Dr. Alberto Pulido, is the vice chair here at the museum, but he introduced me here really and brought me with open arms here into the community. So my point was that, you know, I've been in these higher educational spaces, but you learn more about yourself, you learn more about your, your family, your community here in the community itself. So. To anyone who wants to explore that, I definitely feel like you can uh, do that here, and you're more than welcome to. Our biggest thing is welcoming people of all walks of life here, and so um, more power
3: to you. Power to the people. Yes. Thank you so much.
2: Yes, uh, Valerie Haimes, and this is the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you so much for, you know, learning more about me and the museum.
3: Thank you so much, what an honor.
4: In the year 1970, in the city of San Diego under the Coronado Bridge, light a little piece of land. A little piece of land that the Chicano community of Logan Heights wanted to make into a park. A park where all the chavalitos could come and play in so they wouldn't have to play in the street and get run over by a car. A park where all the viejitos could come in the tarde and just sit down and watch the sun go down. A park where all the familias could come and just get together on a Sunday afternoon and celebrate the spirit of life itself. But the city of San Diego said, Charlie, we're going to make a highway patrol substation here. So on April the 22nd, 1970, La Raza of Logan Heights and other Chicano communities got together and they walked down the land and they took it over with their picks and their shovels and they began to build their own park. And today, almost 20 years later, That little piece of land under the Coronado Bridge in San Diego is known to people everywhere as Chicano Park. It began in 1970.
5: Yo soy Miguel Gavilan Molina. We've arrived here in San Diego at Chicano Park, a historical landmark in the cultural advancement of la raza that happened 53 years ago. It's exciting for me. I got Josefina Talamantes, with us here, la directora, the director of the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Centro. Es un gran placer estar hoy día con usted Josefina. Y y el evento aquí, hay si no miles de personas have converged from the north, from the south, from the west, from the east, from all four directions to celebrate this historic evento when a group of artistas yourself and others came together and it was one of the first times that we as a people began to look at art as a means to resist to push back i don't want to use the word weaponized pero it turned into a means to push back against the racial bigotry that our people have suffered here since the invasion of the colonialists but that said today it's April the 22nd, we're just finishing the 420, and also Earth Day, hoy día. Josefina, es un gran placer, bienvenida al programa esta tarde.
6: Pues aquí estamos y no nos vamos. Y que viva Chicano Park, y que viva Chicano Park, y que viva Chicano Park, y que...
5: Verdad que sí. <laughs> It's exciting what's happening here. Yourself and others, I've seen some of the veteranos, mujeres, and hombres que estuvieron aquí. When the Royal Chicano Air Force, yourself and others came together here as a gente, gente. point gente. of cultural, you know, culture coming together and the gente saying, ya basta. You took one of the oldest barrios in the United States at that time and removed it to placate the military, the island, the Coronado Island.
6: And the know. intent to put a California Highway it? Patrol station right here, which is now the Chicano Park Museum and <laughs> Cultural Center. <Ike. laughs>
5: Let it be heard. As the drum beats, it should resonate. And as you hear in the background, the Mixe,ca Azteca, Mayan dancers are doing their ritual ceremonia. People don't realize, but the danza is not entertainment. No, it's not It's an all. ofrenda. It's it's a prayer, it's an offering. Today is really significant, Josefina. You know, you were here in the beginning. I was. And throughout the years, I think hace como maybe about 10 years ago, vine and the paint was falling off, it had chipped, it had cracked. And I did a little ceremonia here, and I said, ojalá that somehow this is part of our cultural history to resurrect it, and sure enough, somehow grants were gotten. Yourself, others, Herbert Secuencia came together and established something that's desperately needed here in California, and that is music. That is Chicano, Chicana, what I call Chicanoa, museums, galleries, centros. We don't have too many of that. But to see this here at this landmark, it's huge. How did you come about establishing the museum and cultural center? Well,
6: I'll tell you the truth. It's got history to it. I was the director of the Centro Cultural de la Raza in Balboa Park back in the 70s. And at that time, they wanted us out of there because they didn't appreciate our culture. And I kept thinking, how could I be involved as the director of this agency in Balboa Park when they don't want us? And so I started saying, okay, we're a cultural center, but maybe we should be a museum. And I began researching how to establish a museum. And that was 40 years ago. The Centro is still there. And now they want us, of course. (laughs) But in 78, when... The city forced the Chicano Federation out of this building. The Chicano Park Steering Committee, who are the stewards of this park, we knew we couldn't handle the building. We were there for about three months. And then they they wanted us to exchange the Centro to come down here. And we we said, no, the Centro needs to be where the cultural centers are in Balboa Park. And at that time, we said, only something that's going to serve the community. They sent in Phil Del Campo, who was a dean at that time, Dr. Del Campo, to negotiate with us. And it was Jose Gomez, who was also one of the founders of this park, and myself. And we said, well, you know, when he said we could put um, adult in continuing education here, and we said, okay, that would serve Barrio Logan. We could serve services. He promised us that they would give us the building back for the community once they had built a, a, a facility for them. And they have a beautiful facility three blocks from here. We just didn't know it was going to take 35 friggin' years <laughs> to build a building. And how many of us have died See, along the democracy. way? So when I heard that they had finally built the building, I started negotiating with the city and I said, that building comes back to us. And we had a very supportive city council person at that time who was David Alvarez, who is now Assemblyman David Alvarez. And he lives here in this community because we were renovating the building. And so once we got in, um, then we began organizing so that we could have an opening. We opened October 8th, 2022. We are six months old. We're babies. But the Chicano Park Steering Committee, who was founded on April 22nd, 1970, We are the ones that took over this land. We stopped the state of California and the city of San Diego from putting a California highway patrol station. So while the nation was launching National Earth Day, we were facing jail time. But you know what? We didn't care. We didn't care because they had already displaced three-fourths of our community. When Interstate 5 came through and then the Coronado Bay Bridge, we went from 20,000 residents to down to less than five within 10 years, which is ridiculous through eminent domain. And to learn later, me, I lived here. I just thought all my tias lived here, all my grandmas lived here, everybody lived here. We were segregated. This community, Logan Heights, was segregated and it was segregated through redlining. We couldn't get loans to move anywhere else. So they displaced us, just like East L.A., all the spaghetti straps of the freeways. They did the same thing here. And you have to understand, this was what a working-class community did. This was no park. We occupied, took over, and created a park. We stopped the bulldozers by human chains, We began planting our own maguey, our own plants. But everything else from that time on has been a struggle. And the steering committee has been consistent. All volunteers, never paid, never paid. And we've had a couple of different directors, but the, the, the mainstay was Tomasa Camarillo, Tommy Camarillo. And Tommy had maintained records. Because of Tommy, we have an archive of 53 years of history of Chicano Park, and Logan Heights, because Logan Heights is where everybody was segregated to come. You had blacks, you had Asians, you had Chicanos, you had natives, you had you had poor white people that lived here. Sure. We all lived here, right. because the canneries were here. We sure. worked in the canneries. Right. Right. And so because of that, you know, we're still dealing with it. In the 90s, we had the KKK that threw pain at our pillars. And then in 2018, we had the Proud Boys come and implode themselves on the other side of the street. We have been dealing with this kind of racism ever since today. Let me give you an example. Today, one of the medium came in, media came in, couldn't identify themselves, and then they turned around, oh, you people. Well, they got chased out of the park today. Very, very politically correct if you know exactly what I mean. And so they're calling their presidents and their institutions to deal with us. But we will deal with them because when you insult us, you deal with us. And we're here. Y aquí estamos y no nos vamos." vamos.
5: Well, josefina one of the things that's really importante even though chicano park is located here we you know it extends parks. all the way to seattle wherever there's chicanos wherever there's agricultural industry industrial centers the raza's there and chicano park is live there absolutely i've been in texas and people talk about chicano park yeah i've been in utah amongst the rest their immigrant rights movement right. they know chicano park yes. and i've said throughout the years Chicano Park is here, but it belongs to the raza within this country. In within Aslan. This, Andale, Cardiff we are here. Yes. <laughs> y aquí estamos.
6: Aquí estamos.
5: And that's why we're here, because nice. this is one of the biggest original barrios in this country. Yes. This was the first one back in uh 1600s. Yeah. We've been here. We've <laughs> so been here. it's ancient, it is historical.
6: Free borders.
5: Ándale, las tres fronteras. Yeah. Pues mira, Outside of that, incredible program. There's booths, there's food. To see the Lowrider Car Club Associations come out in force, and then to see the Brown Berets coming in from Arizona.
6: Gavilan, this is the largest lowrider exhibition in the world. That's not part of commercialized convention centers and competitions. The largest in the world. And we, we've we gone to Japan because they've taken us to Japan. Right, right. We've gone to Kansas City, Missouri, baby. <laughs> I was at the first Chicano exhibition show in Kansas City, Missouri. Ay, ay, ay. And we took, we took our big banner of the, of the, of the lowriders and it was the first ever lowrider show we had there. We have sister parks in Arizona, Denver, Colorado, Santa Barbara, Tucson, Arizona, like you were saying, we are sister parks all over, and we lit the new fire, August 13th, at the ending of the 52 years. August 13th, last year, the end of 52, to start the new year, and it was the first time that Chicanos lit the new fire for Aslan, right here in Chicano Park. And it was an all-night velación con danzantes, con gente, y gente de todo... Todo, all the way around. And then what we did is with those sister parks, they each planted a tree to commemorate and to be part of Chicano Park.
5: Incredible rich history. And just to go back to the lowriders, we as Raza have taken the most destructive machine ever created. Made it beautiful. Which is the automobile. We've taken that metal, wires, rubber, plastic, chrome, and transformed it into Chicano super mobile art, modern day chariots.
6: Our newest mural that's right over there, it's the Brown Image Mural, and it's all made with 40 pounds of metal flake. I'm going to go. Yes, absolutely.
5: I took the Caminada with the United Farm Workers this summer from Deleno to Sacramento, and I was in another Caminada years earlier, but they were always in la primavera, during spring. And
6: the Royal Chicano Air Force always, always welcomes the Caminantes.
5: Exacto. So este año was the first time they had a pilgrimage in the summer, not the spring. Hijo, I tell you, walking on asphalt at 120 degrees, that asphalt becomes 130 degrees. You got that. Pero, all through the valley, who came out to protect us from the trucks that wouldn't stop slowing down? The lowriders. Absolutely. They came down, and to every pueblo, they forced the trailers to go to the outside and keep away from us the whole time. And even there was some minor confrontations with the CHP, with the local sheriffs but eventually they realized it was sanctioned by the state. Pero increíble. And I said to myself, it all comes here. Let me,
6: let me tell you, you remember what I just told you about the city council, si. David Alvarez? Anda. He's now an assemblyman, and right, he's right. the one pushing the bill that cruising is not a crime. Ah! And he's here in the park somewhere.
5: Well, if you see him, see si lo miras, grab he, him.
6: He is here in the park because okay. they're set up a booth for him.
5: Andale, I'm going to see if because I can... Because we
6: don't do politicians in our park. But he's here giving information.
5: Pues mira, Josefina, it's been a pleasure. You got to get ready.
6: Yeah, the flag raising.
5: Yes. Any last statement, message you'd like to give to our radio audience?
6: Absolutely. From the Bay Area to Sacramento to the Central Valley to the to the to the California to the border here. Aquí estamos. No nos vamos. Come visit the park. It's a national landmark, and the Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center is open for historical research and for visitation of our exhibitions. We have rotating exhibitions right now. It's called Pillars, Stories of Resilience and Self-Determination. Elisios.
1: Elisios. Yes, welcome back. You're listening to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM kpfa i know it sounds like this might be la bajita because you're hearing that familiar voice of miguel Gavilan molina as he interviewed josephine talamantez who is the founder and board chair of the chicano park museum and cultural center these interviews were recorded april 22nd this year when myself sarah blanco miguel Gavilan molina and falcone traveled down to San Diego to the 53rd annual Chicano park commemoration. And just a reminder, these interviews were live streamed on Facebook. So you can go to first voice media on Facebook and scroll down till you see all the raw interviews. You could also browse through all our other shows and videos there. All right. We're going to take a short music break. This is odds underground with my blood is red. And when we come back, We will again be hearing that familiar voice of Miguel Gavilan Molina as he interviews Oslan Underground after their performance at Chicano Park. Stay tuned.
7: A Spaniard prisoner given a chance to be free as a conquistador finds himself in the so-called new world without a Spaniard woman and among conquest subjects already perceived as subhuman. He picks and chooses an indigenous woman. He rapes her and has children. These children he does not care for as they are half human. He beats a woman when she refuses his orders. He abuses the children when he wants to and when they get in his way. And now, 502 years later, the descendants of the ultimate dysfunctionalism, a blueprint for the colonized. Seven generations, of cycle of illness, of people without heads, without an identity, without a direction, without an understanding, and without a connection, torn from their mother and raped by their father. Now lost in the sea of white, they begin to recover, recognize their identity and connection to these roots. These roots that run deep, deep in the soul of our mother. 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 Deep in the soul of our mother.
5: Molina. I'm here as part of the uh, Honda crew and we're here in San Diego near the frontera uh, here at the Chicano Park, Museum and Cultural Centro, uh, a historical landmark now recognized by the federal government. This is where art came into the hands of La Raza, and we took art and transformed it into a cultural resistance and persistence and pushing back against the hatred, racism, bigotry, and prejudice we have here from the colonial government we exist in. And it started here 53 years ago when La Raza said, This is our land. And it's interesting that this is where the oldest Chicano barrio in the United States that was founded somewhere in the 1600s. And when they, when the military naval powers of of San Diego, because this is also the area that has the largest naval military force in the world. It's right here in San Diego. And it was here. That the uh, rich military personnel uh, were tired of taking the ferry to Coronado Island, so they took down the barrio, the oldest barrio Logan Heights here in the country. And the Raza said, hey, now you destroy destroy our barrio, and now you're going to build a CHP, Highway Patrol Unit Sheriff's Department here. The Raza came out, locked arms. Created human chains and stopped the bulldozers, stopped it all. And then Nino started playing here, kids started playing here, and they came here for their, you know, Dia de Campo picnics. Uh, The danza started happening here, and they forced the city and the politicos to create this as a natural cultural central. With that said, uh, I'm here today with some homies. They go back to me uh, several decades. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I ran into these vatos way back in the day at one of the Chicano moratoriums in Los Angeles. I used to come and speak at that and speak at Fresno and speak at San Fran on Chicano moratorium weekend. And one of those weekends I was there, I think at Griffin Park. I'm not sure, but it was in Los Angeles. And uh, I hear these vatos. Dum, 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 dum. I go, hey, man, that's, that's the native drumbeat. And then I hear some rap coming out. I say, que que? Politica made my pelo, made my hair stand up. I got goosebumps. I felt like a dragon with scales. hijole rolled up my soul. Uh, uh. It lit my corazón on fire. And the group at that time, uh, I think he was uh, uh, Brown and Proud, Proud and Brown. Algo yeah. así. Pero yeah, yeah. they became Aslan Underground. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. today they exist. They're here. Their music is still played on the shows that we do. People still request the music. And today they honored Chicano Park with their presentation. I'm welcoming here today uh, an old camarada of mine, Uh from Aslan Underground, uh, Yatol, and my, my social here, uh, you perform here today. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. been a uh, and it's been years yeah, of it. Yeah. Pero we're all pounding the yeah, same yeah. message. We're yeah, all yeah. delivering the yeah, same yeah. message. And ultimately, what is it? Free Aslan. Yeah, yeah. We deserve <laughs> our lands back. Mexico <laughs> can never heal itself. Till it becomes reunified. So again, that's the message. Aslan, a world where many worlds are possible, and that's what we promote. Welcome, Yator, to uh, this segment here today here at Chicano Park. And uh, qué ha pasado, Holmes? It's been years since you yeah, and yeah, I.
8: Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you, man. It's a you. You know, you're we're, Bulldog, and I were just talking about how you you're uh, such a you're such a, um, a you know big part of our beginning of of who we are and are now because you know we were um we were you know striking out and, and be trying to become who you know affirming who we are and and we talking to you and and we met you and and hearing the way you you know affirm our indigeneity and and uh, talk about our ancestors and about just uplifting that and affirming that because you know you have a you know like a there's like a, the old school Chicano movement it was like more like more civil rightsish and more uh, but but you shifted our lens to go more human rights with the Chicano human rights yes exactly Dena right which which um which is older than Mexico older than the US. You know, and to us, you know, it's like it's, you know, the migratory that we're affirming that we've been migrating back and forth. So we're not immigrants because in the immigrant sense, and that's a colonial uh, identification of us. But we are indigenous and we've been on these lands. And so that's what it means for us now. At first, we were a little more on the nationals, like, no, Aslan territory, you know, we're going to take it back and, and you know, and, and, and impact it to Mexico. But we now understand Mexico is also colonial. When it when it became independent, it was white Criollos, and they still maintain Spanish culture, Spanish religion, Spanish language, and the caste system. And even to this day, it's inculcated us. And so we're still unpacking that. And so, so you know, so that's a very, uh, you know, touchy subject, but we are... For Meso Indigenous America, we are who we are. That connects us, that knocks down the border of Guatemala, Salvador, and so on. And we're all in this together, man. And the border is, we're older than this border. The border is illusionary, and they're in their paradigm. And exactly. And so when we talk about who we are, human beings, like you planted that seed. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what we're about, trying to sing about that, trying to talk about that. And, and in our culture, you know, all this like so-called, you know, intersectionality, it was, you know, for, we first saw it emerge with the, with the Zapatistas, right? The Zapatistas were talking about two-spirit nation, about woman nation, about already, but because that was already part of our culture. We didn't trip on, you know, we didn't trip on, um, you know, gender identity you know, or or, or oppress women, because we know all that ideas of, of oppression of of the, uh, our relatives like that is a Western comes from the heteropatriarchal Bible paradigm that was imposed on us. And so as we as we all these things that they're talking about in the mainstream media, a part of our indigenous is already we already were a part of it when we look into us. But
9: anyway, but I wanted to just uh, pass the mic to Bulldog and. Oh, no, that, that uh, be, <laughs> you're killing it right now. Uh, no, 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 but, uh, you know, when we saw you right now, Gavilan, we were, uh, we were talking just, I mean, you are uh, a big part of, of the beginning of, of our band, you know? I mean, uh, being up there in the bay, recording for the first time, you know, staying at your 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 home, your beautiful home, you know, and, and uh, really kind of spreading our wings for the first time as, as young men, you know? And uh, you were um you know you were a role model to us and and uh the way you were living your life uh you know everything how you you know busted on the radio i'll never forget you know like just your voice your your sangre de aslan Aslan, the beautiful (laughs) the beautiful voice you know and uh just everything you were doing there uh organizing uh, you know, artists and uh, protests and everything. It was just, it was beautiful. So thank you so much pues from my hearts.
5: Igualmente, igualmente. You guys perform here and you got everybody jumping, hombre. You got everybody brown power raising that, that yeah, fist. Yeah, like, like the yeah. aguila rises and as the Woo! aguila negra rises closer to the Woo! sun, its shadow spreads yeah. across the land till ah. eventually the land is. Eh?
8: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, well, what you saw up there is, a, is one of your, you know, the fruits of your work, dude. so just know that, you know. Pero
5: also it took your heart, your sangre, and your yeah, espíritu, yeah, yeah. which we all share. Yeah, yeah. Pues mira, Yatón, mira, mira, Bulldog, uh, any messages you'd like to give to the youth today? Because at this point... Yeah, uh, right, we're, it's we're we're trying not... to pass
8: the bat- baton, yeah. <laughs> andale, andale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so in that, it, so like, yeah, let's start there, that that really, you know, we... we In understanding our 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 who we are as Indigenous people, it it translates to understanding Mother Earth. Like we really need to put it down for Mother Earth. If if the youth of today's generations gonna see their grandchildren, that has to be Mother Earth is gonna be like what we first and foremost we are the land. And when we go back to our roots, we understand that we are the land. That when and when we say that, you know, there was a there's something that I would always uh, think about how to articulate. But I just saw a recent really good little post, and what they shared in there is that that one the reason why we do honor the original peoples of these of every territory that we're on is because they were the caretakers of that particular area so they know how to maintain the ecosystem and so that's the reason why we have to amplify all the indigenous nations territory we're on like and because we do that it's going to be mean sustainability for the generations to come and that's what the message needs to be and at all costs by any means necessary <laughs> Orale. pues
5: gracias it's uh, been empowering for me. And uh, anytime you're up in up in the bay, up in that area, mm. let me know, and we will pump it. Okay, hell We will yeah. put for it real, out for there. For real. All
8: right. Well, thank you, my brother, andale, yeah. andale. Andale. Yeah, man. Andale
5: yato, andale, andale.
1: Welcome back to Full Circle. Yes, this is Full Circle here on 94.1 FM, KPFA, and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. I am Freewell and Franklin, and you just heard, again, the very familiar voice of Miguel Gavilan Molina, and he was just speaking with the legendary cultural hip-hop artist Aslan Underground. And that interview, along with the interviews you've heard tonight, were recorded April 22nd this year when myself, Sarah Blanco, Miguel Gavilan Molina, and Falcone traveled down to San Diego to the 53rd Annual Chicano Park Commemoration. And some of those interviews that didn't make it tonight are also on the First Voice Media Facebook page, including the Brown Berets and some of the, uh, along with some of the many powerful women of the Brown Berets. Also, Alberto Padillo, vice chair of Chicano Park Museum and Cultural Center. Again, head over to First Voice Media on Facebook for all those interviews and much more. And real quick, I want to remind you all that we are still taking donations on our website, kpfa.org. We did come up a little bit short of our goal in this last spring fund drive. So if you feel like you wanted to make a donation, but you didn't get the chance, please, by all means, head over to kpfa.org and browse through some of the thank you gifts that are still available online. And while you're there, why don't you consider becoming a sustaining member? I actually am, and a sustaining member makes a contribution every month, and that really makes a difference for us here at KPFA. It's a reliable source of income that KPFA can depend on to keep the station going between the fun drives. So again, while you're there, consider becoming a sustaining donor. You could join me in that. And a little quick self-promotion here. If you actually missed this beautiful voice of mine tonight, you can catch me in the second hour of La Onda Bajita tonight. That's the nine o'clock hour. I'll be playing sounds from the launch of Contra Costa County's first non-police emergency response team. That's the Angelo Quinto Community Response Team. This is named after Angelo Quinto, the young Navy veteran from Antioch, my hometown, um, that was killed by police when the family called for help in a mental health situation. So be sure to stick around for La Onda Bajita. That'll be during the nine o'clock hour and the second half of the nine o'clock hour. I will have an extended version of the ribbon cutting ceremony and powerful community testimony at Opportunity Village in Antioch. And that is a new transitional housing, which is a converted motel. This will serve the unhoused community of Antioch. And this transitional housing will have wraparound services on site to help transition folks into permanent housing. So again, stick around to hear all that on the second hour of La Onda Bajita. And that brings me to the end of tonight's show, Full Circle. Uh, Be sure to check out the First Voice Media Facebook page for the entire videos to the interviews you heard tonight from Chicano Park, plus the bonus interviews I didn't get to put on the air. Also, the videos of the launch of both the Angelo Quinto Community Response Team and Opportunity Village will also be there. And remember to check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, for links, pictures, and important information related to all of our shows. Real quick, I'll give a big shout-out to the Full Circle crew, our executive director, Miss M, and me, Will and Franklin. I'm the technical director for this show, Full Circle, and I have also been your host tonight. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Remember, while you're out there, please protect your health and also your humanity. Stay tuned to KPFA because up next is La Onda Bajita. And again, I'll be on in the second hour. Starting at 9 p.m. I'll see you then. And it looks like I have just a little time left. I'll go out with one more track by Aslan Underground. This is Decolonized. I'll talk to you all later. Good night for now.